everyone. Welcome back to Musings of a Flea. I am Flea. This is episode 21 for November 27th, 2019, the day before Thanksgiving. I will be heading out tomorrow morning, early tomorrow morning, as it will be Thanksgiving, to my hometown. It is a six-hour drive, and I'm taking my son to his father. As of last Wednesday, I have no more in-person classes for the rest of the semester, with the exception of our final project, which will be a group project. So my group and I are going to meet at the normal time that we would normally meet. So I still have to go back at my normal time, but this will just be for collaboration. I had to push myself out of my comfort zone to make sure that we would all get together and that we wouldn't just fizzle out during the holiday season because I do not want to fail and I do not want to be stressing about it up until the day it's due, wondering where is everyone? Why can't I get a hold of them? So at the end of our class last Wednesday, I said, hey, I'm setting up a Discord channel. I am going to send the link to everybody through our college email. And they said, cool. And we are going to be doing a blackjack game for our project. And so this way, everybody already knows how to get a hold of each other and we can talk and I don't have to be hunting for them. So this mama means business. My poor professor was also getting over a cold, so she was still sick as she was teaching, coughing here and there, having a raspy voice. And I could just feel the vibes coming from her with the lack of knowledge that we all have and how she would ask us the same questions over and over and we still don't quite get it. And I was just waiting for that moment where she was going to explode. And it did come, unfortunately. She um, kind of took it out on one of the classmates. When I talk, what do you all do? She later readdressed that classmate and she was like, I'm not picking on you. I'm not directing this towards just you. This is towards the whole class. And then she talked about how she thinks of us all as her children and, and totally backtracked. And I think she was apologizing because she's sick and she was very grumpy. And believe me, I get it. Whenever you're sick, your immune system obviously is down and you are just more susceptible to wanting to gripe, wanting to whine. She asked how many of you are 30 because her daughter's around that age and I was the only one that rose my hand. And then that's when I realized that um, I'm the oldest one in that class, which, which makes sense, but wow, I'm the oldest one in the class. I mean, does this make me wiser? Does this make me worse because I should know better? Um, (laughs) I know age is just a number and all that, but it's still very weird. I still feel like I'm 24, you know, but sometimes I really do feel my age whenever I notice how some of these classmates handle things, how they just don't do their homework, you know, or they... (laughs) wait until the very last second or beg for extensions and stuff, which I have done too. But there's just a different attitude in the the younger generation that I find fascinating and sometimes envy. Of course, this is not everyone around that age. These are just the ones that stand out to me. To switch gears a little bit, I wanted to talk about something I'd been thinking about for a while, and that is learning to take your own advice. There is a song by Sandra Lerche, and not the, not the intro and outro, I know something that's gonna break your heart, but there's another song he wrote called Crickets, 
And there is a bridge in that song that really sticks with me. And it's say it to yourself in a different voice. And I'm going to play a little bit of that for you right now. Say it to yourself in a different voice. 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 Say it to yourself in a different so this song really sticks with me and sometimes that bridge just goes through in my head and it really makes you think like what would you say to somebody who is going through the exact same thing you were uh, how would you tell them to cope uh, what would you tell them to do and it can be a game changer because it pulls you out of your head puts you in front of you kind of like I like to imagine it as an actor in front of you and you are the director and you get to decide what happens next you get to decide what that person has to do and you I mean this is kind of cliche but you are in charge of your life so often when I was younger I would just sit there and wait for things to happen because I would think well nothing was going to happen to me that wasn't supposed to happen and, and whenever you think that way I really do believe it can be harmful because you're sitting and waiting and you're not acting. You're not using your gifts. You're not using your talents. You're not using your brain. And so I do believe it is healthy to push through the thought that things are just gonna happen in front of you. You need to go and make those things happen. There are things I wish I could have done 10 years ago and I did not do them because I expected things to play out for me. And you can put a major pause on your life when you do that. And now, of course, this is my own personal experience, and some of you may be very happy where you are, or you literally are at a place where you have to wait. I've been there too. I still am there for many reasons. But I'm talking about just if you need some motivation, say it to yourself in a different voice if you don't trust your own if you have doubts about your dependability you have self-esteem issues uh, if you're scared you know think about when you had to tell someone else that they should act on something or they should not act on something think about how you were able to detach from the emotions of the immediate thing and in many ways it's like the emotional detachment that therapists have to do and I keep going back to therapy should I become a therapist <laughs> I don't know you tell me but when you take the red alert off of it when you take it as a client a patient that you are seeing you can kind of push away all of the noise all of the fluff and focus on what needs to happen to get yourself in a better place what needs to happen to get the ball rolling on something or to finish a task you know that has been weighing on my mind lately and i thought i would share i keep coming back to this but when i was still deep into depression still deep into that marriage i remember hitting such a low where i told myself you need to accept this this is your life you are going to live like this forever and I basically was mourning what my life could have been. 
I decided I had needed to kind of have a funeral for what I could have been in a different life. And I want to say it was either the day of or the day after, but I was listening to my iPod at work and the playlist of songs that I had that particular day, they were all very empowering songs. One of them was No More Sorrow by Linkin Park. And the chorus is, no, no more sorrow. I've paid for your mistakes. Your time is borrowed. Your time has come to be replaced. And there was another Linkin Park song called In Pieces. And it said, I won't be the one to leave this in pieces. And you will be alone, alone with all your secrets and regrets. Don't lie. And there were many other songs, not just Linkin Park. But I remember having this like ray of light shining down on me. And I had the thought what if my life could change? And it was as simple as that. That one sentence gave me like a shock of hope. I mean, like my heart jumped. I felt my heart jump. And that was the very beginning of me taking control of my life. So take with that what you will. The Diet Dr. Pepper is hitting my bloodstream and I'm, I feel like I am on a podium here, but I felt like it needed to be said. That reminds me, I did write a poem uh, shortly after that, and I'm going to have to dig it up here and read it. I do realize that all of this stuff is surfacing in my head because I'm about to go back to my hometown. Interesting how that happens, huh? So I found that poem, and I am going to close out by reading it to you now. It is called Redefining Reality, and as you will see, there will be a lot of alliteration in this poem. Ha! See what I did there? A lot of alliteration. So here we go. Puzzling pressure prompted by your presence. Haunting haze, too heavy and hot, too thick for thought. Demons damned my defenses to the dark, causing the cranium to crystallize, all awareness to anesthetize. Repeated requests for reason and respect, yet you yelled year after year, taking tear after tear. Manipulated and malnourished my mentality, rewriting reality at your whim, pinning me as psychotic again. In a moment of mournful misery, felt an urge to uproot my universe. Could I choose to change my course? Fatigued, fighting to forget forever, straining the senses to stabilize the shaking, to brace for breaking. I'm removing your raging rain, vaporizing your violent vice, preparing for paradise. I'll accept the aching awakening I'll give a grant to the grieving gray. Welcome waterfalls to wash this away. Overcoming my own obstacles, seeking strength to survive, to arise awake and alive. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you all have a very, very happy Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving. I had a Friendsgiving last year and it was great. Thanks to Sandra Lurcher for the use of the song, I Know Something That's Gonna Break Your Heart. I will talk to you all next week. Bye.